you're listening to the Lucas Askew Experience. Now, here's your host, the one and only, Lucas Askew. Let's give, it, let's give something new a try, you know? Yeah, you know, give, give, the, give the people what they're not asking for. And that's, <laughs> that's more in-depth full game previews. <laughs> I think, you know, I, you know, I will say it was, you know, while searching for uh, articles out there that included, pre- you know, previews for all games, uh, there's not a lot of options, you know, yeah, I think we were, you know, you know, I think you have to commend you, especially us <laughs> as, uh, you know, one of the few podcasts out there in the world that really gave enough attention to those early bowl games. <laughs> Hello world. Welcome to Luke's Ask You Experience. It is December and that means many things to many people, but for two people in particular, myself included, that means one thing. And as I've mentioned to you, this farewell tour, it's coming to an end. Don't worry, it's coming to an end. There's the the train is nearing the station, but it just wouldn't be a December to remember without one more college football bowl preview show presented by our good friends at Flow Water. And if flow water is on tap, you know, you know who that, that voice is that's going to be joining me very soon. That soulful, melodic voice, uh, the, the Grammy Award winner, and an all-around pretty good guy, big Wisconsin fan, big college football fan, and more importantly, part of the LA faithful. So give me a warm introduction to Mr. James Taylor. There. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Well, it's, it's an honor and a pleasure to be back once again, uh, you know, due to health and safety protocols. It is, a, I think, the only tra- is, tragedy is that we are doing this via Zoom. Uh, so, I, A, I didn't get to beat, beat you in tennis uh, prior, and, and B, I am missing out on the famous Lucas Askew McCormick Chili, which is always one of my all-time, all-time favorites. So, <laughs> the, the McCormick is- Chili, well-cooked, well well-seasoned. Never disappoints. I, I actually just had had some, uh, obviously, uh, to commemorate this. And it's a tradition. It is a tradition unlike any other. Exactly. So we've got 43 plus the national championship. That means, and it wouldn't be us if we don't find a way to go through all 43. So if you're setting your podcast app right now, you can maybe look at an hour from now when we get to the college football playoff. But I promise you, we're, we're going to try and speed it up a little bit because we know you, the masses, you, you have busy days and busy times. So we want to get to the good stuff. So enough preamble, James. Let's jump in. We're doing a little bit differently this year. As, as many things, we're, we're, we're trying, trying something new. We're breaking up the bowls, not just chronological order, but most viewable as well as hearable. Uh, you can listen to 36 of these 43 games on TuneIn, a great uh, audio streaming platform. So I'll break it up into sections. We'll go through the analysis. We'll give you our picks. Are you ready? Oh, I can't wait to hear what the most hearable game of <laughs> this bowl season is. And to, to start it off, it's the PUBG New Mexico Bowl in, you guessed it, Dreamstyle Stadium in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You've got UTEP versus Fresno State. This looks like a, an absolute blowout on paper, especially since Jake Hayner, the 
much ballyhooed Fresno State quarterback who entered the transfer portal came back when he heard my good friend Jeff Tedford was coming back after a, a year of retirement, coming back to coach the Fresno State Bulldogs. And that's a big get. He will be playing. Their little mom on uh, is, is battling an injury, but I believe he's playing this game. He wants to show his new coach that he's excited for this next season. UTEP struggled. Uh, they, they got off to a hot start, really struggled near the end. I don't think this is close. I like the Bulldogs. James, what are you feeling? Now, are you a Jeff Tedford fan because of his illustrious career in the Canadian Football League, where I believe he was a player and a coach? That is how I met Jeff Tedford and uh, and got close to his uh, his really football genius mind, and, and it really was honed in the CFL, like most great minds, like Mark Tressman. Um, like I could go on and on, but I won't uh, <laughs> bore you with, with all the great Canadian Football League coaches, but um, yeah, ab- absolutely. Big Chad, Jeff Tedford guy. Love it. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think Fresno State had a very solid football team. They're minus 11 and a half, a lot of points, but at nine and three, good season uh, over a seven and five UTEP. You know, I like, I like, uh, I like where your head's at. I like them playing, the playing for, for Tedford coming in next year. This is a little showcase. Exactly. And these are what the bowl games all are, are all about impressing your new head coach, building for this next season. You get a little extra practice time. And there's there's no better way of spending the holiday season with the the, the men that you're beside that you've been working uh, day in and day out all season long. So uh, speaking of reward, going to the Bahamas, the Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders versus Toledo. Now, Middle Tennessee State, I'm I'm a little bit worried uh, if they can hold up with Toledo's potent offense. Middle Tennessee really has kind of struggled. Um, throughout the season on, on both sides of the ball. They've been sputtering a little bit. Will the, the Bahamas air be exactly what they need? Toledo has some, some question marks in the backfield. Will they play? Will they not play? Um, I like Toledo. I don't like them covering though. So the, the line I see at 10 and a half, do, do you agree? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, do you know if Kobach is playing? I know he's a average about 150 yards rushing a game. So uh, the reports that I've been reading, and uh, I'm well connected to the Toledo um, SID, Sports Information Director, <laughs> he is saying that uh, he will be playing and suited Ooh. up. He, I he's think he's the, the game Bahamas. changer. He's making a trip to the Bahamas. He's going to play. I think he's the game changer. I think with him, I think they cover. Moving to the Cricket Celebration Bowl, the old South Carolina State versus Jackson State. Neon Dion has has his team up and ready to go. Quick pick on this. Are you uh, a fan of the prime? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, 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 who's not a fan of the prime? I mean, in the end, he was an entertainer. you got to love him. If you don't love him, I'm not sure you really love football. Uh, and I love what he's doing down there at Jackson State. So, yeah, I'm pulling for him. I, I, I do like a little new blood in the swack and the MEAC. We, a lot of the times we get grambling, we get Southern. You know, those are – Top, top-notch historic programs, but Jackson State, South Carolina State, it's good to see a little bit of new blood. Um, I will be tuned in Saturday, December 18th on Couldn't ABC. agree more. The Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, this is on Christmas Eve. There's no no better thing for me than being on Christmas Eve, exchanging gifts with the, the, the family, um, and just having the Hawaii Bowl just playing in the background uh, with about 300 fans in the stands and really just giving that energy. Hawaii is playing in this game. They, they did get an exemption. They were six and seven, but 
that is bowl worthy this year. So Memphis versus Hawaii. When it's in Hawaii, it's a toss-up game. The line is Memphis minus seven. I'm taking Hawaii, and why not? Sprinkle on a little outright win for the Rainbow Bows. I like that. I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with you, even though their quarterback, their, you know, their starting quarterback and their starting running back have left the program uh, <laughs> due to uh, some apparent uh, upheaval and distrust uh, with their head coach. But uh, hey, maybe Todd Graham can can rally the troops, and I think he will play in front of that you know massive home crowd. I I, I feel you, baby. Let's 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 take a money line. Money line it is. Moving to the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. This is Miami versus Washington State. Both teams will have new head coaches. Miami, the Mario Mario Cristobal area begins next season as he jetted away from Oregon to, to come back home, kicking out Manny Diaz. And Washington State had its own debacle throughout the, the season with, with Nick Rolovich, who actually used to coach at Hawaii, um, being let go for uh, personal decisions uh, related to vaccine mandates in the state of Washington. So a little bit of flux here, the Tony, the Tiger Sun Bowl, it's in El Paso. You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you might get a sunny 55, 60 degree day, or sometimes that El Paso, West Texas air just blows in and you may get an absolute snow game, basically 38, 33 degrees as I've been seeing them. Um, so it, it really could go either way. I think it's a low scoring kind of a dull game, but do you like a pick? Do you like someone to be better than the other? <laughs> yes. Ever since uh, I mistakenly, you know, bet on Washington State to cover at home against Boise State without knowing that Rolovich had uh, left the program at that point. Uh, and, you know, I got a lot of, you know, chastising from my friends. You know what happened? Washington State cover. And you know what they went on to do? Continue to cover. And I, uh, you know, made, made some nice dough on Washington State on the Cougars. So I'm going I'm, I'm to ride them, baby. I'm going to stick with them. Uh, I've, been, I've been very impressed. And, uh, yeah, I think they're going to win this game. Well, if they do, and if you continue to ride the horse, you may have an honorary key to the city of Poland uh, <laughs> in, in beautiful eastern Washington. Valero Alamo Bowl. Now, would this is my first key to the city. Yeah, it wouldn't be the last either. Uh, this one would have been higher up on my my list. Of, this is the first wave of games that you, you want to watch if you have nothing else to do. Um, like we, we will be watching all of these games. But Oklahoma versus Oregon sounds great on paper. It's in San Antonio, but a lot has happened. You got Cristobal leaving from Oregon to Miami. You've got Lincoln Riley getting up in the middle of the night, driving west to, to USC. Oklahoma finally making uh, Herb Street happy that uh, his his man crush, Brent Venables, finally gets a, a shot. Feels like 21 years later uh, than when he first came onto the scene. And in Oregon, they just hired the defensive coordinator of, of Georgia. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about uh, where the attention is. Oregon really struggles, especially against like tough, hard-nosed teams. I still think Oklahoma is a tough, hard-nosed team. I, I like Oklahoma. Bob Bob Stoops coaching this game, so it, it, it's a tough one to uh, to bet against Oklahoma. Yeah, you gotta love Bob Stoops coming back. Reminds me of the Barry Alvarez days in Wisconsin, coming back to coach the Rose Bowl. But now Oregon was seemed to be limping into the end of the season. It felt like that uh, Ohio State win on the road was a long, long time ago. So I'm with you, Oklahoma. 
the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl in Frisco, Texas. You've got UTSA versus San Diego State. This is actually a spicy little matchup, but for most people, not really haven't seen both of these teams play. I have uh, I've been dissecting the tape on, on both uh, San Diego State and UTSA. Uh, I've got a soft spot for the uh, roadrunners of UTSA. Uh, back in grade seven, I was actually um, writing a, a newsletter for, for my class and, and I outlined where I wanted to potentially live in my future career. And San Antonio was the, the city I, I picked and um, I became a, a beloved San, or San Antonio Spurs fan. Uh, I'm a Tim Duncan loyalist and I followed UTSA. Like they've been uh, kind of much ballyhooed, building up the ranks, Division Two now a Division One program, and really put on an absolute clinic of a season. Conference USA champions, um, almost had a, a complete undefeated season before losing in the game before uh, the conference championship. I like them to keep rolling. They're a minus two and a half favorite. San Diego State is good. They play good defense, but it's a team of roadrunner destiny. I like UTSA. Couldn't agree with you more. I, I love following the Roadrunners all year, especially after they had that nice win at Illinois over, uh, you know, Brett Bielema, who's uh, not a big fan in Wisconsin these days or, or ever for that matter. Or, or Arkansas. Um, definitely not a big fan. Or, or, or anywhere he, he goes. That's true. Uh, burn, burning a lot of bridges. But love UTSA. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think San Diego State coming off of, you know, getting their butts kicked uh to uh, you know utah state in the conference championship game uh and i can't imagine they have a ton of confidence uh whereas utsa went and won uh you know that that conference championship game where i believe they might have been uh slight slight underdogs so uh love the road runners sticking with frisco texas this was a late addition to the uh bowl schedule just to make sure every bowl eligible team had a bowl game the frisco bowl classic the first and maybe the only Frisco Bowl Classic between Miami University, the other U, and North Texas. Uh, it's a short drive from Denton. I don't know if you've been to Denton, Texas. Lovely place. Short drive from Denton to Frisco. And I don't know what, what you're doing on December 23rd at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. If you want to take a look, get in, get on with your day, or watch North Texas win basically a home game. Love it. I mean, speaking of UTSA, the Roadrunners, who did they lose to in that last game before the conference championship? It was the Mean North Green Texas. of North Texas. So I uh, got a got a ride, got to ride the Mean Green right now. Moving to the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, great uh, sponsor, Radiance Technology, our one of our good close friends uh, that sold that sponsorship uh, to the Independence Bowl. You've got UAB versus BYU. BYU obviously is a locked into this bowl game if they didn't get a New Year's Six invitation. They didn't, even though they put together a heck of a season, basically beating the entire Pac-12. On paper, it doesn't look great. BYU, it's about motivation. And I, I do feel they're, they're motivated to make a statement, especially on the second day, on the Saturday of a, a bowl season. I, I like BYU in an absolute blowout. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, who would have thought that after losing, you know, Zach Wilson, um, you know, to top draft pick, they would uh, BYU would come back this fast, uh, and they are, you know, the king of the Mormons, having beaten two conference champions in Utah and Utah State. 
Uh, so very impressed by BYU. Um, obviously, unfortunate that they didn't get a New Year's Six Bowl, but yeah, I agree. I like them in a blowout. The Lending Tree Bowl, Liberty versus versus Eastern Michigan, and we've we've talked about on this podcast the love affair, but also just the affinity that the Liberty University has for Mr. James Taylor. So I, I think I know where the pick is is coming from 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 you. I like um, Malik Willis, uh, top notch. He's playing in the Senior Bowl, uh, quarterback for uh, Liberty. They've been a little bit up and down. Um, on the plus side, Eastern Michigan does have an offense, pretty good offense, usually plays tight games. But if, if Liberty really finds that groove and Malik Willis starts hitting uh, downfield threats early in this game, it might be good night nurse. So um, I'm, I'm betting that Liberty finds a way to get up early, stay ahead, and uh, walk out of Mobile, Alabama with a win. Yeah, I will say Liberty had made a lot of us a lot of money in the past couple of years uh, and he freeze. And, uh, but this year, I don't you know, they, they were a little bit of a letdown with a five and six against the spread record, uh, which is, is giving me a little bit of hesitation in this one. I, I don't know must have much about the Eagles of Eastern Michigan, uh, but you know what? Just because Liberty let me down this year, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Doing it. The Eagles have, have struggled, lost the last three bowl games. But if you believe that uh, Eastern Michigan – Finds a way. They're covering. Okay. Well, uh, we're, we're putting a little, little side bet action on that one. Um, <laughs> to tie out this first section of, of games that we've been rapid firing, I, the, we're pacing quite well. Uh, the Mercury, Mercari, let's go Mercari, Texas Bowl, on Tuesday, January 4th, right after uh, the second to last bowl, kind of sandwiched in between the New Year's day games, the national championship. you got Kansas State versus LSU, the Brian Kelly the old Brian Kelly era starting up in LSU, a lot of turmoil. I don't know if he's the best fit. It was quite the devastating blow for uh, both LSU and Notre Dame fans that, that didn't necessarily believe that this is the right fit. So LSU will have interim headman Brad Davis um, on the sidelines in, in Kansas State. Skylar Thompson, just I feel he's been there for eight years. Um, the dual threat running quarterback, mostly running, not a lot of passing. This is uh, always a soft spot with Bill Bill Snyder, uh, the former uh, Kansas State head coach. Kansas State minus one, the over under 47. I like under, and I like Kansas State to win by three points. Ooh, I like that. I like calling out the under in that one. I, I would agree there. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out Deuce Vaughn, Running back for Kansas State, he is an exceptional talent, very fun to watch, uh, real tiny guy, got kind of a, a Darren Sproles vibe going on. He's got to be about 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, uh, but he's an a electric little mighty mouse. So tune in, check him out. It'll be a fun one. So that's our, our first section. The, the next section is, you know, if you, if you have nothing better to do, um, find a way and get in front of a TV. This is the next section of bowl games that we're, we're recommending. So. How, how are you feeling? You know, we'll, we'll take a quick, quick breather. Nice uh, sip of nice cold water. Drinking a nice, nice vintage <sighs> wine here. You know, at least someone is supporting our sponsor, Flow Water. Uh, <laughs> moving to the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. When you're thinking of that big move, think RNL Carriers, especially if you're moving to New Orleans. Marshall versus Louisiana, the raging Cajuns, 12 and run rolling through the Sun Belt um, all season long. I usually like Doc Holliday. I'm a, a West Virginia guy, went, went to school. Uh, Doc Holliday was the coach at that time, then moved to Marshall. 
And usually it's been a sure thing on, in bowl games, but he lost his last two. Marshall, the school is under new management. My former boss, the former chairman and CEO of Intuit, Brad Smith, has moved on to become president. Uh, yes, I directly reported into the CEO of Intuit. Um, there, there's a lot of turmoil, a lot of, a lot of changing going on at Marshall. I think the Raging Cajuns, a home game, they usually come out in, in waves for this New Orleans Bowl. They've played in it a bunch. I don't even think this is close. I, I, I don't know if there's anything that would change my mind. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. I mean, Marshall's definitely a good a good team. I kind of see a close battle here. Uh, I, I think Louisiana there, you know, obviously a great uh, – had been a great team, and then their, their head coach bails on them. I, I think this is one of those games where they, like, get up to play for their assistant coach who's, who's, who's leading the squad. So I, I, I do agree with you um, that Louisiana wins this game. The five points, I'm just not sure. I, th- I think Marshall's, you know, r- r- just a rock solid squad, uh, and, and I, I do love me some Doc Holiday. Uh, you know, I'll be your Huckleberry baby. So now, but I, I, I agree. Take Louisiana. The SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. I'll turn it over to to you. This is in Las Vegas, Wisconsin, Arizona State. Is there a question, James, of who, who you're going with? But you maybe give me the why. Uh, no, I, I don't think there is a question. Uh, you know, I think uh, Paul Christ, I believe, is four and one in bowl games. Uh, we have Braylon Allen, who is just a sensational running back. Uh, he was running over teams this year at the age of 17, uh, which is pretty amazing. Uh, so he's going to be something special, and he's just a beast. We've had a great, great long line of running backs at Wisconsin. He might even be the best. And I know that Jonathan Taylor is in the MVP conversation in the NFL, but just watch out for Braylon Allen. Uh, obviously, you know, a little bit of a disappointing season. Our quarterback play for Wisconsin has not been ideal all year off the line play hasn't been great but you know it was definitely a down year and we still went eight and four and uh you know had a chance to go to the big 10 championship game whereas you know i just have no faith in the pac-12 whatsoever uh arizona state i think uh, also came into the season with a lot of high expectations uh but i think you know wisconsin and paul christ uh you know they seem to have a way to get up for these bowl games uh, as long as it's not the rose bowl uh and uh and i like them winning this one moving on covering blowout Ooh, okay. Jotting that down. Moving on to the Quick Lane Bowl. Now, I don't know what you have planned Monday, December 27th at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time, 8 a.m. on the Pacific uh, time zone. I'm I'm sure you're going to be up bright and early. Uh, Can't wait to watch a a Quick Lane Bowl action. Quick Lane, wonderful. uh, I've actually been to a Quick Lane. It's a bowling alley um, in throughout the Midwest, I'm a big fan of the, the experience as a, as a fan uh, and someone that enjoys a good bowl. So um, no pun intended there, or maybe there was uh, quick lane bowl. You got Nevada versus West, Western Michigan. This would have been higher up on my list. I'm a big fan, Nevada quarterback, Carson Strong, but guess who decided to declare himself for the NFL draft? That'd be Carson Strong, Nevada quarterback as a reason. And as a result, like Western Michigan. Okay, interesting. So they, <laughs> you're going quick lane, uh, a bowling alley. A, this is a bowling alley uh, <laughs> franchise in the Midwest. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I, I, That's I exactly wish, what I'm telling you. This I is wish, the research I go to. I, I'm shocked that I've never been because I do love Midwestern bowling alleys. And <laughs> 
I, I think there there is maybe a slightly larger corporation that handles uh, you know oil changes and tire changes and car service that nature but i hope you're right and i believe you are right and i love the quick lane bowl uh and i i'm sticking with you know whatever whatever your your prediction is <laughs> one thing we can't agree on is this next bowl the cheese it bowl we, we we uh this has been an absolute uh stalwart game for the past few seasons just based on futility uh, for the most part i think it's got a chance to be another defensive slugfest you have Clemson, really good defense, suspect on offense. You have Iowa State, Matt Campbell's stock goes up. It, it, it plummets, it goes up. Same with his, his offensive firepower. Um, Iowa State had, had big expectations all year. So we're not quite sure who, who's going to show up, the Jekyll and Hyde, uh, Iowa State Cyclones. Over-under is 45 and a half. Call your bookie right now. Throw the house on under. There's no way this is getting anywhere close to 45 points. Oh, I like it. I like it. I, I mean, I, I love, love the breakdown, and I, uh, I will be putting uh, a lot of money on your suggestion, sir. The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl is the closest thing to a, um, a, an Army brat uh, of the two of us. I'm going to actually pass this one to you. You have Mizzou, uh, Missouri, or Mizzou, however you want to pronounce it, against Army. Contrasting styles, which is going to rule today? Uh, I, I can't quite forgive Army. I had them on a wonderful four-team parlay. All they had to do was win. They were the last team of the four-team. Had hit the first three. All they had to do was beat Navy. And I'm still just baffled uh, about how they lost that game. Uh, so I'm I'm holding a grudge against Army right now. Uh, uh, although I know Missouri does give up close to 240 yards of rushing per game. Uh, that's not a, a, a good, uh, a good stat against the likes of army. Um, but I don't know. There's just something about army. I cannot trust right now. Uh, I'm going, I'm going Missouri just out of pure spite. Uh, I, I don't know why you would ever not trust the army, but I guess some people have bones to pick. As you mentioned, Missouri top power five program can't stop the run. What does Army do? Run the ball. I think it's a recipe for success. Army, the cadets, find a way. And maybe the motivation they, they see is just the, the doubting from um, a loyalist like, like you have been in years past. I think that motivates them. This is bulletin board material. Uh, we might be seeing <laughs> this part of the podcast trending on the proverbial social media platforms as well as in the locker room. So uh, be on the lookout for that, James Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, if I can inspire the army, I'm, uh, you know, I'm proud. Myrtle Beach, not just a wonderful spring break destination, also destination of a bowl game. Tulsa versus Old Dominion. You know Don't what stadium they're playing in in Myrtle Beach? You, have you been to Brooks Stadium in Conway, South Carolina? I can't say I have. It's a, it's a, it's a small, small location, but uh there's going to be some rabid fans. I think a great uh, holiday destination for folks uh, living in o Oklahoma, as well as ODU uh, in the DC <laughs> metropolitan area. Um, I like, uh, I, I guess I'll go with Tulsa, but no other reason other than I, I drove through Tulsa when I was living in Arkansas. <laughs> uh, I will say that uh, Old Dominion started the season one and six and they have won five straight games to become bowl eligible. 
They're the first team to do that since 1936, uh, which I must say is awfully impressive. Uh, and for that reason alone, I'm going with Old Dominion, baby. And sounds, I, I kind of hope, you know, you know, that Wisconsin gets into the uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl one day. Sounds like a lot of fun, oh, you know, no. small stadium uh, with uh, you know, I, a lot I, I of fun golf. Nice so sunshine. To, I'm uh, in, baby. And also, I also wanted to set Speaking up. Speaking about sunshine, that Phoenix, this Arizona. Year, yeah, as we say, Tuesday, every year, December 28th, make some changes. West Virginia uh, versus Minnesota. But, oh, I'm going through this one is they using this resident uh, expert and mountain system of West Virginia. Kind of like, they call it deep cuts. Uh, kind of an amount to do all year. Restaurant quality polls, watch your guy, Neil Brown. So use that. I like Neil Brown. Chat. I think um, he's been good through the, the West Virginia culture. In terms of stabilizing after the rodeo line that was Dana Holderson. But we're gonna Holderson, we're gonna we're gonna wing it. I might have I might not have a lot of knowledge. Uh, Usually the, we uh, you know we uh, stick to the chronological uh, order. Found ways to allows me uh, some kind of elevate the program in their their Big Twelve uh, you know, organizations. Uh, but no, not not tonight. But and that's just fine. Who, who, who is he up against? Uh, I think Minnesota. Your favorite as, coach. Pete as many things Fleck. you know, the more you do, you know, the more you learn. Bro, and I think this rowing the boat has been a learning experience. Minnesota has been we always in bowls been way too much time several years. So gets them now at the time. Gets them motivated. West Virginia, the that has not been great. Uh, I love spending the research ended on like the 25th. Last year they found a way to win. So I was really hoping for team. that solid first so junk again. Basically, I'm basically teeing this up to uh, <laughs> okay. if I pick so the, the homework deck. The PUBJ, no. I'm, I'm picking with my head, PUBG, not my New heart. Mexico Bowl. I'm sorry, Neil Brown. You, Jared Daigie, Fresno. Make one too many mistakes, as I've seen all year. Minnesota. A, don't escaping, know who's playing in um, it. B, the guaranteed uh, rate bowl in Phoenix. I couldn't tell you much, but I will. Quick uh, trivia question. So where basically is Basically, I'm going to go for you for, for all, all the lines. I'm going to assume you and your bookie have up to the minute lines as opposed to. I would have said the XFL trending right now on this college football. <laughs> that is a, a good, a good <laughs> choice. I can not. Uh, the only other place that would take them. An offensive assist. I'll be there. What's my. Uh, yeah, and what, what, yes. what a great yes. offensive well, no, story if, that uh, nah, Tom put together. If, if I'm sure. Go back to the is, uh, OC stock, you know, chronological. Hey. You know, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm yeah, game. game. It's a little, you know, hey, I, 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 uh, I don't know, Minnesota, no, you know, I think they, you know, I've watched them play some good football. This may be the last time. Obviously, they had a nice win. I guess Wisconsin there. Somebody lost their stud running back. I think that was the first game. His name escapes me right now. He was sad to see this out the year. Your, Hopefully he'll be back next I'm year. I'm totally uh, happy doing I, either route. Man, it's tough. Uh, I, you know, as I, I like Minnesota said, in this I will be providing okay. uh, the you know, new minimal color. Bowl. And uh, no, I mean, I'm closing Virginia a bunch Tech of windows right Maryland. now. So, yeah, no, I should be able to get to the line. This may be a great game if Virginia Tech wants to play and uh, and brings their offense. But they've, they've been so flaky uh, this season. Firing Justin Fuente. Um, and they, they're playing another team that's really been um, – in, in different places throughout the year, which is Maryland. Uh, um, Tua by Loa's brother uh, plays and, and is the quarterback at Maryland, has put up some some pretty impressive offensive stats, especially early on in the year. Um, but they really just played uh, flat um, throughout the, the tail end of the season um, and really won against an awful Indiana team as their signature win late in the season. It's, it's a pick'em game. So if I throw up the proverbial coin, it's landing on Virginia Tech. No other reason because it's a pick'em. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I can't, I have really nothing to say about the two teams. I, the coolest part about this matchup is definitely the stadium they're playing it. So Yankee stadium, always fun, fun place to, uh, to see a football game take place. So that'll, that'll be entertaining in and of itself. So we've moved into the third section of our, uh, our bowl, bowl preview. This is kind of the meat of the sandwich. Uh, How many sections are there total? There's five. There's five. Five sections. Okay. Five so it's the middle of the road. Yeah, so yeah. Right. This okay. the middle. You, you start to plan a day, maybe plan a time around these bowl games. Because you want to be at least near a TV or at least near your phone. Um, so you're not going to a movie during this time period. You want to see, you want to catch um, at least part of this game. Maybe if you're walking the streets, you're like, you know, maybe asking your uh, your girlfriend or wife or fiance, you know, in-laws, hey, you want to pop into a bar, you know, have a quick beer, just because you know that this game might be entering the fourth quarter. Or in, instead of putting on Christmas music, um, and you might not be absolutely close to a TV, putting um, and asking your smart speaker device to play the Camellia Bowl, which is our next game, uh, on TuneIn. Um, you're going to get that great audio experience um, listening to that game. So both ways, we're, we're covering the, 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 the barriers here. And the Camellia Bowl in Crampton, uh, or not in Crampton, in the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, it's on Christmas Day. So again, you might be talking with your in-laws. Um, yes, there's NBA going on. Yes, there's an NFL game. But you got the, the Camellia Bowl at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. It's a great appetizer um, for really what's ahead um, and the presence that you'll be probably getting in the morning, getting it at night. Um, my prediction, this is going to finish high in the post-bowl rankings because all seven of the Camellia's um, wins have been derived by eight points or fewer. So this is going to be a close game, and that's why I like the Ball State to uh, Mr. The, the Ball State, David Letterman's. Uh, the Ball State. State. The Ball State. All right. I wonder if that's what the, uh, you know, the, the NFL players went to Ball State say. The Ball State. The Ball State. The Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, I, I enjoyed this a whole lot more in years past when it was the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Um, long live that, uh, that sponsor. But Union Home Mortgage ponied up the dollars this year. So we need to give them their credit in one of James's top cities in all of the U S Tampa Bay, Florida. You've got the Florida matchup, UCF, Florida versus the Florida Gators. And ultimately this, this matchup has already been sold out. There is a lot of excitement, a lot of energy going on in, in Tampa. These, these schools don't like each other. UCF feels that they're this, this little brother that Florida doesn't even look at as someone that would be a, a rival within the state and UCF has continued to put their big boy pants on um, and find ways to, to play well against these big teams. And ultimately I, I want to see if the, the juice of UCF, they're a little bit down this year can get up. Um, obviously they will be excited to play Florida, but will their, their skill players, uh, no Dylan Gabriel for this game, um, but will their skilled players find a way? Um, and Florida has been an absolute spiral all season long, getting rid of Dan Mullen, uh, bringing in a new face in Billy Napier. I, do, I don't think Florida writes this ship. I know there's a lot of talk that they're excited, but you know what? I went to the UCF campus and I felt inspired uh, by the bounce house uh, in Orlando, Florida, a, just a short drive to Tampa. I think that they're going to bring noisemakers and their rabid fans they're definitely covering. Give me the UCF, the University of Central Florida, 
to win this game outright. Wow, you just got me excited, man. When I looked at the bowl schedule, this was low, low on my list of priorities. Uh, but I did not, you know, quite know the extent of the rivalry. Uh, and, I, you know, you got me thinking about, you know, the proximity of these two schools in Central Florida. Uh, you know, Gainesville and Orlando can't be that. I don't, I don't know Florida that well, but it can't be too far away. Um, so, man, I'll, I'll, all of a sudden, I'm excited, man. Uh, I have absolutely no idea uh, who who will win this game, but I am all behind uh, your analysis. That's that's the that's the thing. We're we're getting up. You can you can feel the the intensity just picking up. Um, Thirty plus minutes into this uh, bowl preview show, we're we're just are you by. are you sure they sold out Raymond James Stadium? I mean, the Buccaneers couldn't do that for a long, long time. And you think this is going to be a sold out? And I know you know the bowl game already, already announced. I sell out. Um, so I'm tuning in just for that. Hey, I'm tuning in to tune in just to hear it, hear that crowd noise. Exactly. You'll, you'll feel that through the, the audio waves. The best audio waves, the ticket smarter Birmingham bowl, Houston versus Auburn. What's going on with, uh, Brian Hartson? Um, the, the first year Auburn, uh, head coach really had it. His, his team up in the kind of the top 15 ranked midway through the season had some uh, debacle um, against Mississippi state uh, giving up, I think it was four, five touchdowns in a row um, to, to end the game. And, but then he rallied his team around uh, against Alabama was on the precipice of knocking the fighting Nick Saban's potentially out of the college football playoff. But once again, um, couldn't get the job done. Um, always magic in, in that game, but unfortunately Auburn kind of like pilfered out at the end of the season. Houston, a pick of mine, even though I, I don't like Dana Holgerson, was a pick of mine in, in a pool to win many games because uh, they, they had a, a really unfortunate season last season during the, the COVID year, uh, making their way to 11-2, and two, only really losing against Texas Tech first game, and then Cincinnati, who's in the playoff. I, I like Dana Holgerson too. Uh, get his team ready, um, even though he's been, as I've mentioned, hit or miss, mostly miss in bowl games. I just think Bo Nix transferring out, Mr. Auburn, Alabama, Bo Nix transferring out. There's something going on in that program. And if I'm an Auburn fan, if I'm an Auburn booster, if I'm an Auburn alumni, I'm a little bit worried. Interesting. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I think Houston is actually a very good football team. I had the opportunity to watch them a couple of times, um, played a great game against SMU and, and you know, played Cincinnati pretty tough. Uh, so, yeah, I just think they're a better football team. Obviously, Auburn and that defense holding Alabama uh, as they did in that game uh, and then watching, you know, that same Alabama offense. Uh, you know, put up those points against Georgia gives me a little concern uh, that that maybe this Auburn defense is is pretty legit. Um, but no, I, I think Houston's a better team, and I'm uh, I'm taking them. The military bowl presented by Periton, not Peloton. Periton, get 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 that difference. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, Google searching that uh, is off that day, so you might see Peloton stock as we've seen through the Sex in the City incident, um, that uh, a lot of fluctuation can happen to the Peloton stock with uh, events that happen in, in real life and or scripted television shows. Um, so look for uh, Monday, December 27th for the Peloton stock to potentially get a spike from the potential association with just a, a classic bowl, the military bowl. 
So and par- interesting, Paraton, a, uh, you know, basically what, a military defense, uh, you know, a production facility? I mean, what, you know, what, what do they do? <laughs> do you know who Paraton is? I don't think they want you to fully know. They just want <laughs> you to know that they support the military. <laughs> Enough questions. Interesting. Yeah, okay. So Love we, it. We only have time for a quick pick. East Carolina, Boston College. Who do you like? I think the Raiders are back from East Carolina. Give me East Carolina. The Duke's Mayo Bowl, one of the, the exciting, uh, at least social handles to engage with during the so, uh, college football bowl season. Duke's Mayo has, has played up um, just their association with Duke's Mayo, just a bunch of mayonnaise. Um, and there's a lot of talk about a potential mayonnaise bath instead of a classic Gatorade bath. So you have Shane Beamer, head coach of South Carolina. You have Mac Brown, uh, uh, the head coach of North Carolina. A little bit uh, difference in age. I don't know if Mac really wants to be in a bowl full of uh, of mayo, but North Carolina, Sam Howell has been gunning um, really m- mostly last year. There's a lot of expectations. It really didn't live up to that as evident by playing the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Um, but South Carolina on the opposite end, Shane Beamer has his team believing. And uh, even with pulling out GA uh, grad transfers to be their quarterback, Shane Beamer and already plucked out Spencer Rattler from the transfer portal will be their quarterback next year. The former Oklahoma QB. I think Shane Beamer's cooking up something quite nice in Columbia, South Carolina. And I could see him being doused in Mayo on the Duke's Mayo bowl. Love it. I mean, I, I also love the you know, Duke's Mayo as, as one of our, our top sponsors uh, here in bowl season. I mean, could they have a much better matchup than North Carolina versus South Carolina? I mean, this is their, this is their backyard, their bread and butter. People love Duke's Mayo. I guess maybe if Duke was playing in it, but uh, no, I mean, they got to be fired up about this, you know, this kind of border battle. Um, I love what South Carolina has done this year. They have shown so much grit. Uh, and I, I love that they had a, uh, you know, a graduate assistant playing quarterback uh, and they were winning some, some games. Uh, but I think in the end, I think Sam Howell, who I believe is playing, is uh, you know going to be a little too much for South Carolina. I don't think that offense uh, is is moving the ball. But uh, you know, I like what they're doing. Uh, you know, I think South Carolina is going to be relevant. I like the Spencer Rattler move. Uh, but yeah, this game, I'm taking I'm taking the Tar Heels. Moving on to the Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, I, I skipped one. No, we'll. we'll... We'll go back, let it that Jimmy part Kimmel out. Jimmy is sponsoring a bowl Yeah, game? just uh, I, I did the tease. But uh, we'll go back to the Surf Pro First Responder Bowl. Much less exciting name. Much less exciting matchup, uh, Air Force versus Louisville. Uh, Air Force didn't play a Power 5 team this season, but its style, its defense, it's got a three-game winning streak, um, makes it a, a strong team that really wants to make it an impact um, and have a statement win um, against the Cardinals of Louisville. Scott Satterfield put together a six and six season, losing 52-21 uh, against Kentucky. And his team should be ready to roll. Malik Cunningham, um, their, their star QB, will be playing, um, has battled a little bit of an injury throughout the season, but they will be, uh, he will be suiting up. Air Force is still uh, favored by minus one. I like Louisville, um, even though I think it'll be a rocky start. The better quarterback, Malik Cunningham, keeps them in the game and at the last second, puts together a final drive, beating Air Force by a one-score one game. Love it. 
uh, uh, you know, don't love Surf Pro as a sponsor. Generally, when you're calling Surf Pro, you're not in a good situation. Uh, they, they just don't, uh, you know, don't, you know, conjure up the best uh, images for me. Uh, so just not a fan of Surf Pro or this bowl game, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'll still watch. We, we appreciate your your thoughts. And um, unfortunately, Surf Pro will not be a sponsor on the LA podcast anytime soon. And, that, and that's fine. Not, not every sponsor is a, is a great fit. Um, speaking about sponsor, uh, we, I teed it up in the last segment. Jimmy Kimmel, the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Um, and that got me thinking, what other celebrity or person would be a great sponsor for a bowl? And I know we've talked about potentially the Lucas Askey Experience Bowl, uh, the James Taylor Cotton Bowl. Uh, I think there, there's definitely ways um, that you know, we can spin it on its head. And it doesn't need, necessarily need to be a brand like SurfPro. It can be a person. Um, so I don't know what's in your piggy bank, uh, James, but any interest of sponsoring a, a bowl with your, your particular name and likeness? You know, I think this could be a, a really fun kind of like if you're in a great, you know, kind of a high roller college bowl pick them league uh, where, you know, you, you win that season, kind of like a fantasy season, you get the bowl named after you. Uh, and I think there's some, you know, I think there's some legs in that. Okay. So we, we made uh, we'll, we'll start the petition. We'll put it up on uh to the LA faithful should the Luxass experience be sponsoring a bowl. Should that be the, the, the focal point post farewell tour? It, it's not out of the, the question. I do or know. Could, could, could we start a college football pick them fantasy pick them where yeah, that's you true. Know, we bring in some high rollers and Hey man, the winner sponsored by the LAE, uh, you know, gets their name on a bowl. This is the ingenuity that uh, we, we come to you for the analysis and somewhat similar, this sponsor, a little bit more of ingenuity, Barstool Sports is sponsoring the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. And you actually can't watch this on traditional TV. It is on, it'll be on the Barstool app, um, on barstool.com and, and other places. But this is, a, again, a, a brand, a media conglomerate that is thinking a little bit, a little bit differently using the great sponsorship vehicle that is a bowl game, especially in Arizona, Central Michigan versus Boise State. Maybe not the most exciting matchup, but, you know, whenever Boise State lines them up, I, I really just get excited. You know, they, they have such a, a deep tradition. They won't be on the blue Smurf turf, um, but they always put up uh, exciting games, especially in the bowl season. Um, so that, that's why I like this. It's kind of a in the middle sandwich uh, section of my, uh, preview show Boise state minus eight. I think they cover. And I think a lot of people start Googling what barstool sports is, um, that hasn't necessarily been, uh, ingrained in the barstool sports culture. So, you know, I, I, I like the play. Uh, I will have to say, uh, we did pass over one of my favorite, uh, uh kind of upset picks of the bowl season, Utah state, Oregon state, Utah state, the plus two thirty five money line. Love it. Love it. Now we're Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Seven. Thank you for uh, uh, bringing it back. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, I just had to get that in there. I want the LA faithful to, you know, make a lot of money. Uh, and I think this is a wonderful opportunity to do so. Uh, Utah State looks very strong, and I don't trust the Pac-12 one bit. Uh, so I'm laying it all on the line. Uh, you know, take take the spread, take the money line, you know, do, do whatever you want. But Utah State is will win and cover. 
And thank you for that analysis. We'll move on your pick, the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. We'll go with mine and Boise State and move on there. to the next section where we're, we've got 17 uh, bowl games left. We're, we're getting real, real close to those uh, hotly contested in this section. This is definitely the, the bowl games that you were planning around during your holiday season. You, you're not just telling your, your friends and family, hey, can we stop in for a quick drink? You were planning your day around this time period because you want to be there and really experience the magic of these bowl games. And that starts with the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Not a fan of the sponsor. I am TurboTax through and through. But the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, you have Wake Forest against Texas A&M, a rematch of the Belt Bowl in 2017 when Wake Forest upended uh, Texas A&M. This was before Jimbo Fisher came over. Uh, they're 3-0 in bowl games since Fisher came, came over. But Fisher's always kind of been an underachiever. He's gotten uh, away with a lot of things um, of not necessarily winning the big games. He did beat Alabama this year uh, as the only team to beat Alabama. So I think that will be a saving grace in the the booster rooms uh, for him in the offseason. But I just, Texas A&M, highly, highly ranked, highly ballyhooed, doesn't necessarily uh, bring the, the fire. And Wake Forest, Wake Forest, Dave Clawson, just gets his team, the, the, the scrawny Wake Forest Demon Deacons uh, that struggle sometimes to sell tickets uh, to their home football games. Wake Forest, this is the home of Chris Paul and, and Tim Duncan, um, not known for a, a football program. While Riley Skinner um, brought them to the Orange Bowl all those years back, but they, they really haven't had success. I think Dave Clawson is just building something with this program, and I, I like them to not just show up, but show Jimbo Fisher, money can't buy you everything. And Wake Forest, the school in uh, the research triangle in uh, in Carolina, come out with a W. I love it. I agree, man. I, I think Wake Forest has been a lot of fun to watch all year. Uh, a very high-powered, explosive offense. Uh, and, I, man, let's do it. Let's go stick it to Jimbo in Texas a and I love it. The Verbo Citrus Bowl, no longer pronounced VRBO. Uh, their, their people got in touch with, with me uh, over the previous years and wanted the LA faithful to know it's Verbo. Uh, they actually did a, a full brand campaign around this just to inform the LA faithful uh, because they wanted it to be absolutely crystal clear. So Verbo Citrus Bowl. Uh, so when you're thinking of booking that uh, destination, think Verbo. Oh, I, Iowa versus Kentucky. This is going to be maybe not the most aesthetically pleasing matchup, but Kentucky bowl games have always been exciting uh, to the bitter end. Uh, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, Kentucky versus Virginia Tech. Uh, we had a, a big competition going on and I had Virginia Tech covering and they were on their way and found a way to, to throw a pick six with no time left on the clock and Kentucky won and covered. Uh, it, was, it was crushing and, and to, it's taken me a couple of years to, to get over it. Um, I've had to talk with my therapist, um, as well as put more time in uh, to my son, uh, just to like wipe away some of the pain that was caused uh, by that. So I'm by, by James yeah. Taylor beating you in the LAE Bowl pick'em, you know, competition. It, it, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. So I'm going with Kirk Ferentz in Iowa. I agree. I, I like uh, you know Kirk's team this year. I think they're uh, they're a solid, well-rounded team. I did. 
did enjoy watching Kentucky too. I, I love what uh, uh, has done there at Kentucky and building a program. Um, but uh, now I still, I think Iowa is in the end is a better football team. And here's another, you know, pretty decent little money line play. I think mean, there's some value in Iowa. The tail greeter, Kurt Curebowl, Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers versus Northern Illinois. It's high up on the list, partly because Coastal Carolina has been just a fun team. You know, I'm a big fan of teal. They have the teal uniforms. They're, this is actually the highest uh, spread of the bowl season at minus 10. Might continue to go up. Um, so jump on it now. The Chanticleers with uh, Grayson McCall, their, their top-fledged uh, quarterback who has been gunning it all season, really for the past two seasons. Northern Illinois, yes, they made it to the uh, MAC championship um, and, and played played quite well um, and and won the MAC championship, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Coastal Carolina, though, they, they they find a way, not just find a way, they make the way to win. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I think they're still rocking their mullets. Uh, obviously, had a couple losses this year, uh, but very quality team. These are two of the top ten rushing teams in the country. Um, I actually got a feeling that Northern Illinois is going to keep this one close. And I think, uh, I think they're going to cover the spread here, but I think they're still going to lose. And I, I, I like Coastal Carolina, but uh, Northern Illinois to cover. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Kent State versus Wyoming on the Blue Smurf turf, Boise State's home. This, not just because we, you get footage of that giant potato wagon that is really just making its way across the country, promoting the, the great potatoes that come out of the state of Idaho. Um, but I'm banking on the Wyoming offense showing up. Um, it's not a given because they failed to hit more than 300 yards in, in five of their last games, but the Cowboys um, beat the MAC champion, Northern Illinois, uh, earlier in the season, and they, their offense rolled for over 600 yards. Um, and if that attack shows up against Kent State, I think this really isn't a ball game. But I think Kent State will will keep it close um, because ultimately this this game, this excitement, it's on a Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. You, you might be just uh, watching while uh, working at home. Uh, it's a, just a great entertaining uh, thing to have on the background. So I will be kind of typing away at my, my job, but on that second screen um, and in my ears, I'll be listening and watching to Wyoming beating Kent State. Oh, yeah, I like it. This is a little bit of an offense versus defense. Uh, that Kent State offense, Wyoming defense, middle linebacker uh, Chad Mama, one of the Dick Butkus uh, uh, finalists. Uh, and I like Wyoming simply because, you know, uh, no one rides into Laramie. And I know this game's not in Laramie, but still, no one rides into Laramie. I like the Cowboys. Speaking of riding, we're riding all the way to Nashville, Tennessee, the trans-perfect Music City Bowl. You've got Purdue and really the home team, the Tennessee Volunteers. Josh Heupel really built the, the excitement of this program back. I, I've been donning my uh, beautiful orange uh, gear as well as uh, my son, thanks to a, a gift from a friend um, that uh, we've, we've been rocking it all season long. We love the offense uh, of attack that, that Heupel has brought. Um, Purdue also has a, a pertinent and potent uh, offensive attack. So this is going to be a shootout, which we love in, in bowl games. Um, Purdue, I think, has the, a better defense with uh, George Carol, Carl Aftis. Uh, I, I need to work on that pronunciation. But uh, um, he, he did opt out their, their star defensive end, but they still have uh, a bunch of top 
rated uh, nose tackles um, that will at least find their way uh, to stuff up the run. But Tennessee will, will Hendon Hooker is uh, constantly throwing up bombs uh, to all of his receivers. I will like this being a shootout. The over-under is 63. Sprinkle me on uh, a little bit of the over as well as Tennessee covering that minus four and a half. Ooh, nice. I'm also pulling for Tennessee, man, to, to bring back the good old days and start filling, filling it up 110,000 plus in Knoxville. Uh, always pulling for Tennessee, uh, you know, to, to bring back the glory days. Uh, and, and they've been really fun to watch. I agree. Uh, and I actually, I like them uh, covering this. I, you know, it could be a close game, uh, but I think they are going to score enough points to cover the four and a half. Um, and, you know, and that, that's all I got to say. I don't know who's going to win it. I think it's going to be a tough, tough one. You know, Purdue, Purdue can play a little bit, but uh, Tennessee covers. Next, we have the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Some of the, the jewels are coming out here. Um, I put this down here in this section uh, just because a little bit worried of the motivation. You have Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State. Both these teams, if things went a little bit differently on that final Saturday, a.k.a. Oklahoma State's running back Desmond Jackson turning that corner just a little bit faster and getting in the end zone against Baylor and the Alabama SEC championship loss. They had lost to Georgia. These two teams might have been playing in the playoff. So I'm a little bit worried of the, the lack of motivation, even though it's a, a big game. You've got the Marcus Freeman era, the 35-year-old young coach of Notre Dame, where the great Newt Rockney and Lou Holtz have been. I think it's it's a little bit of a energy being popped into the program. And if you talk about energy, say what you want about Mike Gundy. He's controversial at times, uh, okay, most of the time. But Oklahoma State has been fantastic in bowls with Gundy, winning four of the last five and eight of his last 11. He brings his team, and once again this year, didn't have the great offensive firepower as he's had in, in years past, but that defense, stout absolutely stout Notre Dame's favored but I like Oklahoma State finding a way to win yeah this is a tight line obviously right now it's minus two Notre Dame I think it's going to go you know kind of you know, fluctuate a little bit but you know right around you know zero to two there um man it's a tough one to call I I, I think uh that Notre Dame is going to be pretty fired up uh, to play for Marcus Freeman. I think Brian Kelly uh, stepping out on them when they still had a chance to go to the playoffs uh, is, is pretty crazy. Uh, and I think that'll be, uh, you know, uh, motivating for them. And I, yeah, I got to give a lot of credit to Jack Cohn, the old Wisconsin quarterback who, uh, you know, you know, did transfer uh, to Notre Dame and has been tremendously successful uh, in the end. I think Notre Dame's a better football team. I think they win this game. Wow. A little side bet coming. Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State. James, you and I, book it. Uh, Wasabi Fenway Bowl. I want to go quickly here because uh, this is the, the last, second last one of this section. Um, SMU versus Virginia. I put it here. Partly, there's a lot of uh, changes going on. New coaches coming in for SMU and Virginia. I think SMU has, uh, is favored by minus one and a half. It is being played in Fenway Park. Uh, so you mentioned the Pinstripe Bowl in, in Yankee Stadium. So we can determine which is the better bowl experience in terms of playing uh, in a baseball park. And it'll be unique uh, and fun. And it's the first one to happen, the Fenway Bowl. So we have to put it up a little bit higher. Um, I like Wasabi, um, both on my sushi as well as just um, as a sponsor here. So SMU, enough said. Oh, I think this is going to be a super fun game. I mean, uh, talk about a high scoring shootout. 
Uh, I don't know if you got to catch the Virginia BYU game, but Virginia literally cannot stop anybody. Uh, they lost, uh, I think, give it, you know, give, giving up a touchdown every possession, 66 to 49 at BYU. Um, so I am loving, even though the over, I believe it's 71 right now in this game, I am loving the over because SMU loves to put up points as well. Uh, I think this is going to be one of the more entertaining games. The fact that it's at Fenway, I think, adds to that. Uh, this is going to be a fun one to watch. Definitely tune in. Uh, and uh, I'm, just, I'm just rooting for the over. That's it, baby. It's going to be spicy. Oh, it, there's going to be plenty of spice. Plenty of spice. I see what you did with wasabi there. The Chick-fil-A peach bowl. Speaking about spice, I'm a big fan of the spicy chicken at uh, Chick-fil-A uh, in terms of the, the chicken wars that have happened um, or the chicken offs. Uh, I, I will back Chick-fil-A most days, uh, especially over Popeye's and Bojangles. Um, don't at me. But Michigan State versus Pitt in the Chick-fil-A peach bowl. And again, this is dependent upon... Kenny White Pickett fence not opting out for Pitt, the uh, Heisman Trophy finalist in Michigan State's running back, Kenneth Walker, not one, not two, but the third, uh, who should have been a Heisman finalist. Um, I'm assuming they're playing. So with the assumption that they're playing, it's really the first the, the New Year's Six Bowl games. And really, it has kind of the, the mark of, kind of smash mouth football uh, with Michigan State uh, taking on the ACC champion. You've got Pickett and that vaunted passing game. Uh, Pickett really has grown immensely uh, thanks to Pat Narduzzi, his coach, and is a, a top uh, QB projected um, in the NFL draft, which is nuts. If you would have told me a year ago or two years ago, uh, he's, he's made leaps and bounds. Um, so th there's going to be a lot of points uh, over under here is 60. Uh, Michigan State, Mel Tucker, give him a lot of money. Kind of blew it against the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes in, in that game. They rebounded against Penn State uh, to finish 10-2, and two, make their way to the Peach Bowl. I like Mel Tucker. Um, I think he's building this culture uh, at Michigan State, rebuilding it um, for Mark D'Antonio. And I, I think Pitt is a little bit ahead of their skis here. Uh, Michigan State in a close one, but I think they're, they're winning this game. James, what are your thoughts? I think I think uh, the vibe uh, with Pittsburgh has been so solid all year. They've been really fun to watch. I think they've been a complete revelation. Um, and I, you know, I, Michigan State's a good football team. I, I, I do I do agree. Um, but I think Pickett plays. I think he's got a, still has a lot to prove. I think you also see you know a real love for the game with him. Uh, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that would uh, you know turn down a bowl game like this, especially when you know they haven't you know, couple big bowl games haven't come along for Pittsburgh very often. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking Pittsburgh. I'm taking, you know, I'm, Pickett's playing and I'm taking Pittsburgh, baby. Pickett's playing, taking Pittsburgh. The quite the tongue twister from, uh, from James Taylor. Tongue twister, a little tongue twister. So before we get into the, the final section, the, the absolute watch or listen at all costs, finding a way, regardless, you're canceling your plans with Nana um, throughout the holidays. Uh, December 31st, you cancel that uh, New Year's Eve party unless they're putting on the games. These are the eight games uh, that you absolutely need to see. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to uh, pull up uh, just this, this box of water that uh, came to me uh, in the mail and called Flow, F-L-O-W, with naturally occurring electrolytes, essential minerals, and alkaline pH of plus or minus 8.1. And I'm I just had a question. 
what's going on with trademark infringement here? Are we going after this, this team right here? Um, the, there is a, a lawsuit has already been won. Hence that it is now just flow and not the original flow water. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, it's a different product, um, different segment and, uh, you know, we're okay. We're as, as long as it's, it's not single use plastic water bottles, uh, you know, we're, we're okay. I think competition breeds success and, uh, you know, their flow, we're flow water. Uh, you know, I, I think we can, we can coexist. That, that's good to hear. So, so things at flow water still, still going strong. Obviously we're, uh, we wanted to, to bring on this, this additional um, episode of the farewell tour, just to get a little bit of extra, uh, this is added value. Um, the, the great folks at flow water um, had their, their ticket uh, through last year, but you know what, at the LA faithful, we're nothing if we're not generous um, and accommodating and hospitable um, all words um, as well as authentic. Uh, so we really wanted to, to give flow water a little bit of extra love, especially during this, this time, uh, the holiday season, um, you need to be drinking water. I've got a, a full glass right now. Um, don't worry. I will not be drinking this box water. It's flow water, flow water station. And, uh, I, I know we talked about it before the show, but flow water really was a, a godsend for me. Um, and a, a trip that I had this, this year, um, because I was, I was at a resort and, uh, I was, able to fill up my water bottle at a flow water station at this resort um, because again, they, they weren't giving us water, especially during COVID times, but flow water was there giving me the, the nourishment as well as the, the thirst quenching um, minerals um, that, that is in each and every glass of flow water. Um, so I know personally it has been a, uh, an effective drink for me and really wanted to, to give it a little bit more love, but uh, if there's anything that you wanted to share on behalf as the, the PR ambassador of this uh, established and great water brand, the floor is, is yours. Well, thank you, Lucas. I'm glad to hear that you are uh, such a proponent uh, and as an, uh, the influencer that you are, uh, I love that you, uh, you know, appreciate that, that the, the health benefits and, you know, the environmental benefits of flow water. Uh, and now they, you know, the fight is real. The fight continues, baby. We are, we're trying to take down the bottled water industry, you know, it's a $300 billion business worldwide, almost 50 billion in the U S uh, and mostly due to, you know, major corporate marketing, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a sad story. You know, those single-use plastic water bottles are not getting recycled. Only about uh, 16% now are actually getting recycled. Uh, you know, they're, they're getting, uh, you know, downcycled in the end, usually incinerated. We're trying to uncycle them. Uh, so, you know, the fight continues. We're doing great. Uh, you know, we're, we're putting our, our refill stations all over the world now, uh, hotels, schools, gyms, offices, even homes now. So uh, it, it is the absolute healthiest water you can drink. And it's from your, you know, we use your, your tap water source uh, and then, you know, dispensable into any vessel, into any vessel. So uh, the fight is real. You know, it, it, we, we, we are marching on and we're doing well. And uh, we appreciate we appreciate you having us on the show as always. We, we appreciate you you coming on and, and sharing the the good word of, of flow water so um, and I think that is just the the energy that we needed for this last section um, we're about an hour in I, I guaranteed it uh, projected it uh, that we would be kind of on this pace uh, we tried to go quick but you know both of us when we start talking bowls uh, especially before Christmas bowl we, we can get a little bit verbose so too much fun to be had too much fun to be had. <laughs> 
too much fun. So th- these games, we're, we're going to spend a little bit of time here. Uh, we're we're going to dissect them. And number eight might surprise you a little bit. I have one of the college football playoff semifinals, Alabama versus Cincinnati. A lot of people generally put the playoff games as one, two, or one or three. Um, I'm a little bit uh, a little bit concerned. I'm, I'm excited for Cincinnati. I think this is the, the moment that we needed uh, to really infect change, um, but also get some new blood into the college football playoff. Luke Fickle um, is probably a, a hot, was a hot um, hot coach name. Might might actually um, is staying with with Cincinnati for this bowl game um, because he he wants to deliver for this program, deliver for this university. Um, it's going to be an uphill battle. Um, Alabama, with led by Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young, um, doesn't have Canadian wide receiver star John Mechie. Uh, who tore his ACL in the uh, SEC championship game. So that will be a, um, a, a big miss, but Alabama, they, they're really, I feel like they're peaking. That Auburn game was a, a little bit odd and a little bit off, but Saban and especially with probably the, the top quarterback in the, in the country all, all season, Bryce Young, they found the way to win and uh, orchestrated great drives and, and putting together plays. Uh, so I, I like Alabama's offense. Uh, to really rule the day, probably putting up close to 40 here. I think Desmond Ritter, who's been at Cincinnati probably longer than uh, most people have, have been anywhere in, in life, uh, he's been at Cincinnati for a, a long time. Um, but this means something for, for him going out his, in potentially his last game. I do think it's his last game. Cincinnati, I don't think they have the horses um, to compete on the field and, and in the trenches against a, a deep Alabama team. Um, the line is 13 and a half and I I think Alabama covers, which is why I have this, this high on the list. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the wise assessment right there is Alabama covering. Um, you know, first of all, I just want to say like how refreshing it is to have, you know, you know, a a little bit of shakeup in the college football playoff, right? I know we still have, uh, you know, Alabama and Georgia right there, but the fact that we have a Michigan and Cincinnati, I think, has for me personally has been very refreshing uh, and, and has made college football more, more fun this year. Um, uh, but I, you know, I, it'd be interesting to see which Alabama shows up here. If it's the one, you know, from the, you know, what three of the last five games there, you know, taking on LSU, I think, uh, you know, they won by less than a touchdown, um, you know, struggled against Arkansas a little bit at home. Uh, and then, and then obviously struggled uh, with Auburn uh, that Alabama, I think, have you know could definitely lose to Cincinnati um wow wow you you heard it here yeah no I mean that that Alabama loses to Cincinnati uh obviously they put on an amazing performance in that SEC championship game but I think that was a bit of a one-off I'm going uh I'm 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 my heart I'm betting with my heart here baby I'm just going my heart I'm Love wow, the, 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 the claws are, are coming out for, for James Taylor here. Uh, a Bearcat. Love it. This is, this is, wow, I'm, I'm stunned. Uh, I'm excited. Hey, I, you know, I'll take the points, obviously, uh, betting with the wallet. Uh, but I, I think, you know, hey, Cincinnati makes some magic happen, baby. The number seven game remaining, the All-State Sugar Bowl. Baylor versus Ole Miss. You've got the Big 12 champion in Baylor. Um, really somewhat quietly put together a big 12 championship year, uh, 11 and two, um, 
as mentioned, won in dramatic fashion against the Oklahoma State uh, to earn this spot for the Big 12 in the Sugar Bowl game. And Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is entertaining. So Lane Kiffin always needs to be in a top 10 uh, list because he is worth the price of admission. His, his teams are fun. They they play a lot with the analytics. They, they rarely punt. They're going on fourth down. Um, Matt Corral at one point was the Heisman front runner. Injuries really plagued him throughout the, the tail end of the year, but he can run, he can pass. And this is the, the way that, that Lane Kiffin likes to play, run and gun style. Uh, I think Baylor competes and keeps it close. And I'm, I'm looking at the line. Baylor is minus one and a half. I think that's that's foolish. Uh, again, call, call your bookie right now. Ole Miss is winning this game. Um, I don't think by more than kind of like seven points, but if Baylor's favored, you bet Ole Miss. You bet Lane Kiffin. I agree, man. I think Ole Miss has been a lot of fun to watch this year. I uh, love that they're kind of back in the limelight a little bit, back in the top ten. Uh, you know, probably won't last long. I'm sure there'll be some sanctions coming down the pike, uh, you know, <laughs> with, 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 as is what happens with, uh, you know, Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. Um, so, don't, you know, you know, enjoy it while it lasts, but love, love seeing Ole Miss, uh, you know, compete again in the top 10. And I agree. I, I think they're winning this game. I think they got a more powerful offense and they haven't stopped many people, but I think their offense is better than Baylor's. Uh, and uh, I, think, I think they win. Number six, the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. NC State versus UCLA. We, we focus on the coaches and a lot of matchups. This is no uh, exception. You have Chip Kelly, who is rumored as potentially going boomeranging back to Oregon. I'm glad they didn't. Um, I think that would be kind of a has-been run. But Chip Kelly has finally been, been able to get things moving. Uh, the ship is going uh, at UCLA. Unfortunately, now Lincoln Riley is in town at USC. So it might be short-lived, but his UCLA team has put together a, a pretty solid campaign. Um, even though Pac-12 was much maligned throughout the year, Oregon kind of wear, wore the, the belt for most of the season and then uh, unfortunately stumped, stumped their toe uh, throughout the, the tail end of the year. But UCLA is a good team, but the quiet, hot team coming into this game, Coach Dave Doran has a shot at his first 10-win season. and. I think this is, they're an early favorite. They're one of my early favorites for the ACC race in 2022. So I, I like them um, parlaying this holiday bowl and potentially a New Year's Six Bowl next season um, winning the ACC championship. I, I like Dave Doran. Uh, I wish he, he came instead of Jeremy Pruitt um, when he was targeted for the Tennessee job, but he, he kept building what he, he wanted in, uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, with uh, with the Wolfpack, both teams are tough. They're physical. They have veteran quarterbacks. It's a good late night show. Tuesday, December twenty eighth. It's Fox's one of Fox's only bowl games. So um, you you don't want to to miss that. Gus Johnson on the call. I you know I was surprised that you had it so high on this list throughout that entire uh, preamble, but uh, until the last two words, until you said Gus Johnson, now I get it. I understand why it's this high on the list. Uh, I will certainly be tuning in. Uh, and, and yeah, love Dave Dorn. But, you know, any, he has stop in Wisconsin, always good for any coach. Uh, and uh, I like it. I'll, I'll roll with the Wolfpack. The number five remaining game, the Rose Bowl game, presented by Capital One. Um, start with this. Uh, the Rose Bowl, it's back in Pasadena. I think that's 
a site for beautiful eyes. January 1st, the tournament of roses, it's back. Um, it's not going to be played in Texas where the Rose Bowl was played last season due to COVID. Um, so just on, on that fact, it's, it's up there. Um, and this is, it's a sacred game is, uh, is the only one that's been to a Rose Bowl game. Uh, James, I, I'm, I'm going to pass it over to you, um, to, to talk through Ohio state and Utah. Um, what, what do you like? What do you like the pageantry and, and who do you think is, is coming out on top? Ooh, I mean, I'll, I'll start by saying it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful place to be on January 1st, uh, you know, up against the, the hills there of Pasadena, um, usually just such a fun festivity with the parade and then getting, I mean, what a classic, classic arena. It's got the old single level bowl, just a massive bowl with 100,000 people in there. Uh, and then the sun starts to set. Uh, and you just get this beautiful, beautiful uh, sunset with amazing colors. And it, it is a wonderful, uh, majestic scene. Um, you know, this is a tough one. I, Utah has been playing some some really, really solid football lately uh, and, and kind of dominating, uh, obviously, Oregon in those two games. Um, so it's tough, tough to call. I mean, Ohio State, obviously, very good, good team. C.J. Stroud, uh, explosive. I, I got a feeling this one's going to be pretty high scoring as well. Obviously, the over-under 60 five and a half. That's, that's big. Uh, but I think it's going to, I think it's going to come in right, right around there. I would actually venture to, to, to mess with the over here. Uh, man, tough call. I think uh, in the end, you know, I'm thinking Ohio state comes out on top of this one. You heard it here. Big 10 Homer, James Taylor picks Ohio state. The number four remaining bowl, the auto zone Liberty bowl. People may think this is a pretty high uh, place for the auto zone Liberty bowl. Um, a, I don't even go to AutoZone. I, I prefer uh, Mr. Lube and, and other places um, to get my oil changed. But the, the good folks at AutoZone, um, and I'm, I'm not going to knock them, but they're not my cup of tea uh, when it comes to oil change and repair. But they lucked out with a great matchup in the Liberty Bowl, Texas Tech versus Mississippi State. You can call this the old Pirate Bowl because Mike Leach, Mr. Lubbock, Texas himself, is going to be on the sidelines with Mississippi State. Uh, they've been an absolute Jekyll and Hyde team throughout the season. We've mentioned their, their comeback win against uh, Auburn. They've really they, they've won games they, they shouldn't win. They've lost games they, they should have. Um, and they're, the Texas Tech really, like it's two offenses. They're, they're basically identical. Both run the run and shoot offense. Uh, over under here is 60. Um, I think there's there's history between these two uh, in one way or the other. I think there's um, this is entertaining both on the field and in the press conference leading up to the, the bowl uh, event. And I, I do think Mississippi State has the better team on paper, but paper doesn't win many games. If, uh, if you've been watching anytime soon, I like Texas Tech to find it in their heart to upstage Mr. Mike Leach and show them you shouldn't have left Lubbock. I like Texas Tech covering. I'm, I'm already writing this down as a as a Lucas James bet here. Uh, I'm a. I'm shocked that it's this high on the list, <laughs> um, but I get it just because of uh, you know the the Mike Leach. It's it's, um, it's the storyline. You know, it can't always just be the the, the teams. It, there's there's something more about bowl season. So this this game, it's it's something more. I love it. No, absolutely. The entertainment factor is is massive. 
And, you know, even though Mike Leach might not always be the most entertaining interview, um, uh, I am, I am excited for it as well. Uh, as an old Mississippi state bulldog, uh, who I think at the young ripe age of, uh, maybe eight or nine, got a Mississippi state golf bag randomly playing, uh, just outside of Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, I'm going to go and stick with the Bulldogs, Mississippi State, and the Mike Leach's current squad who uh, know how to put up some numbers. Speaking of putting up numbers, the number three bowl game remaining, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Again, you might be shaking your head, which I'm seeing on the screen right now, but if you haven't seen the Bailey Zap show, this is your chance. The, the WKU uh, Western Kentucky offense um, it won't be nearly as fun um, without their offensive coordinator, Zach Kitley, um, which actually just took over the same gig at Texas Tech. Um, so exciting times for Texas Tech in the future. Um, but th- there's fireworks coming into this game, and it's it's on that Saturday, the first Saturday uh, in December. Uh, the Hilltoppers are going to throw a ton, maybe 50-plus uh, attempts, and the Appalachian State, Appalachian, as I'm pointing to the chin. Appalachian. Um, at chin. <laughs> Still messed it up. We'll go App State. Um, it's going to run wild. That's what they do. They, and they're, um, they've won six straight bowl games. They've been a juggernaut once they get to the bowl season. Both these teams, they were good enough to play in their uh, conference championships. Both of them are going to bring the fireworks um, as kind of leading up to this, this game, uh, heavy game day on Saturday. And Boca Raton, Florida, I think there's just – excitement uh warm weather uh in the forecast for that here i I, like as you you can hear in my voice i am madly in in love with this game uh app state minus three i I, I like them to to get their seventh bowl win um but i actually don't like them to cover i like this a one not just a one score game but a minus one. I believe that they're hitting a field goal in the late stage of the fourth quarter to win by one or two. Love that call. Love that call. I think it's fantastic. I love that it's rated this high. I too am uh, incredibly excited for this game as you, you know, all you, uh, you know, avid listeners know I'm a massive, uh, you know, Mountaineer fan of Appalachian state, Appalachian state. Uh, you know, ever since they went into the big house and got that W, uh, they've just been fun to watch, man. It's a, and, uh, Western Kentucky, um, they won seven games in a row this year, seven games in a row until that loss, uh, close loss, mind you, uh, to, uh, University of Texas, San Antonio, uh, in the championship game. So, uh, couldn't agree with you more. This is going to be an absolute battle. I, I love your prediction. I love that it's going to be an under three point affair. Uh, you know, that's a great call. I can't wait to watch. The second, the penultimate bowl on the list right now. Um, actually, it, there's there's a couple more. Uh, again, got uh, got a little too antsy here. Uh, we got the Outback Bowl, um, and again, another game in, in Tampa, Florida, ranked highly. Penn State versus Arkansas. Penn State, they've already lost defensive coordinator Brent Pry to the uh, Virginia Tech ho- uh, head coaching gig. But Sean Clifford, the, the big red dog, Sean Clifford, uh, will be returning. And uh, when he's playing, Penn State is a legit top 10 team. You know, I, I, I saw them early in the season, the whiteout game, the, the energy. He, he started to miss time, and that's kind of led to their 7-5 and five, uh, uh, finish, uh, finishing at 7-5. and five. But 
James Taylor or James Taylor, James Franklin, uh, pardon the, uh, the slip there, uh, he's got a lot of money uh, to stay with Penn State. They're being rumored for jobs. I think he will be motivated to show and, and prove his worth. They're bringing in Manny Diaz uh, as the new D- DC, but I'm getting a lot of love for Penn State, and I, I don't know why, because yes, sir, Sam Pittman, the, the old ball coach that is known as Sam Pittman uh, in, in Fayetteville and in, in Northwest Arkansas, he has energized, I mean energized this fan base. And with KJ Jefferson, a dual threat quarterback, Arkansas can put up points. We saw it in the Ole Miss game. Um, it, it lost some games um, late, just not being able to kind of keep pace. So I think this is going to be a higher scoring game than, than most people think. But Sam Pittman is he's building this program and what it would be to win a New Year's Six game when people pick them for dead last in the uh, preseason rankings in the SEC. They showed what they're they're made of. They bring two and three star recruits and build them up and make them world dominators. So Arkansas, of course, they're winning this game. Of course, they're covering two and a half points against Penn State. Who am I kidding? Arkansas. Woo, pig, suey. <laughs> of course, uh, you know, having this game uh, this high is a ultimate homer pick here from uh, the Razorback, uh, as I think most of the general public would agree that Penn State, Arkansas is, you know, not one of the most intriguing games of the bowl season, but, uh, you know, hey, it's going to be fun. Uh, I, I did really enjoy watching KJ Jefferson play early in the year. I think he got hurt and missed a couple of games, maybe. Um, uh, and Arkansas, you know, they had that early, that great early win. Um, and, you know, they were fun all year. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, with Clifford coming back, uh, you know, I'm not sure how good Penn State really was. Wisconsin, when they were playing really poor early, early in the year, played them real tough. Uh, I like I like Arkansas here, man. I, I, I agree. KJ now, Jefferson, baby. KJ Jefferson will 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 be at full strength or at least close to full strength after a, a month month break. Now we're at the penultimate game. Now we can uh, use that uh, one of my favorite to, Scrabble words, the Capital One Orange Bowl, Michigan versus Georgia. This is the other half, uh, the nightcap of the college football playoff. Like you mentioned, we've got the new blood, Michigan. Jim Harbaugh finally comes and and scales the mountain known as Ohio State, gets his team a shot, and really just been, been playing it the way Michigan was built. Heavy running a really stout uh, offensive and defensive line um, as evident by a Heisman trophy finalist being one of their, their D linemen. Um, they've got great um, kind of linebackers. I think I'm a little worried about their secondary, um, which, you know, Stetson Bennett on the other side, uh, quarterback for uh, Georgia gets a little bit of a bad rap of his ability to kind of air it out, really compete in these big games. But Georgia, they were the, the best seat, best team most of this season. And that defense was ruled all world, like the, the best of all time uh, being thrown out. And they got hit in the mouth by Alabama. And most teams do. I think they, they knock out these cobwebs. And Kirby Smart, uh, Will Muschamp, Dan Lanning, who will be coaching this game and then jetting off to, to Oregon, um, potentially after the uh, national championship, I think they, they build a scheme that is going to make it quite, quite hard for Jim Harbaugh uh, to get anything going. So I like Georgia 
rebounding, using that, that tough defense and winning, um, winning by 10 points. I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's really is how is Georgia going to rebound it and recover? I mean, they have, uh, you know, been just uber confident all year, right? Everyone was talking about this defense and how they had, you know, NFL starters throughout the, you know, entire defense and they were so deep and, and, you know, not, they didn't just like giving up touchdowns. They didn't like giving up first downs. Um, so, you know, it, after the, the real, you know, shellacking they took against Alabama, like can, can, uh, you know, that pride, you know, recover. And, uh, and I think Michigan's a very, very solid football team. I mean, I loved uh, that they came out in the big 10 championship game after taking care of Ohio state uh, and just demolished Iowa. Um, I think Michigan actually finally has like a really, you know, well-rounded all around football team. Uh, it, it took Jim Harbaugh long enough, but uh, I think this is going to be a real tight game. I think Michigan's going to play them tough. Again, I, I, I think Georgia still has the medal uh, to hang on uh, and win this game. Um, but I don't know. Part of me thinks it's going to be right now. I think Georgia's going off at seven and a half. It's been, uh, you know, fluctuating right around there. Uh, part of me, you, you like the under. I feel like you're leaning towards the under. I am. I'm going with the over. I still think it's the top top game um, uh, devoid of the, the national championship, just because two hard nosed teams that have really been kind of working all season for this. But I do think Stetson Bennett late um, puts together a, a drive that gets it to that 10 plus uh, margin. Yeah, I love it. This is like a throwback game from the 80s for me, you know, two classic programs that had a lot of success in the 80s. Uh, I, and knowing that you've, you've been around for multiple decades, I know the 80s was a, a good time for you. So ESPN so classic, baby. This gets us to the final college football bowl game, January 10th, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. We've got James' pick of Cincinnati and Georgia, and you have my pick of Alabama versus Georgia. We, we, we dissected them through and through. Who, who, who do you like? I'll let you, I'll let you go first on this one. You know, I'm I'm sticking with Georgia. You know, I, I think they they do have uh, the most talent in the country, especially on defense. Uh, I think they've just I, I think they rally around Kirby Smart. Uh, I think he's an amazing coach, uh, and I, I just think that uh, they find a way to rebound, uh, regardless if it's Alabama or Cincinnati. Um, uh, and I know, you know, obviously the rematch is awfully enticing, uh, but who wouldn't love a little Michigan Cincinnati here too? Oh, that would be fun. Uh, but in the end, I think uh, if I'm betting with the old wallet, it's got to be Georgia. I'm sure the DMAs in. Uh... Ohio and Michigan would like the Michigan versus Cincinnati. I don't think the national uh, appeal would, would, would be there as much, even though Michigan, Michigan's a national brand. I'll, I'll give you that. But um, I think Alabama versus Georgia is my pick. It's not necessarily not going out on a limb here. Uh, I think these are kind of the two best teams in the best conference uh, in, in all of college football. And you would, you would think I'd go the easy route, the, the number one team, Nick Saban, but this is this isn't a vintage Nick Saban team. There's there's holes within this team that he's been able to bubble gum together and uh, get a lot out of Bryce Young. Um, but I, I do think John Mechie from Brampton, Ontario, Canada, um, not being in the lineup that is a huge loss. Um, and 
yes, the stable of wide receivers is always deep in, in Alabama, but Mechie is, is a, a heart and soul type of leader. I think it will be a little bit um, for them to replace that. And Georgia, Kirby Spart, I, I know it's in their head and I, 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 can, I can feel it. Um, but I think if they can withstand the, the wave in the, the first quarter, um, get to halftime close, Kirby Smart and that defense uh, of Georgia, they want to show that it's it's their time and this is their year to to scoop a, a national championship. So I like the Georgia Bulldogs, Kirby Smart, Stetson Bennett, and that entire defensive line um, to to lead to victory, giving Nick Saban um, a, a tough loss. Love it, love it. Wow, we we did it again. We did it again. This is, uh, there's a reason that this was included in the farewell, uh, the final farewell tour uh, for the LA. We'll see you next year, folks. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back, baby. Really just to kind of debunk the myth of this flow um, boxed water. I wanted to give the real flow water uh, the, the love and support that they need. And there's no better way than spending an evening dissecting these 43 plus bowls. James, you're, you're a Grammy award winner for a reason. Uh, you, you've got the insight and, and everything uh, for college football and college basketball. But once again, it's, it's been a real, it's been a real treat having you uh, on the pod. Hey, it's been again, my pleasure, my honor. Uh, I know this won't be the last, <laughs> the, uh, the LAE faithful are, are too strong and too rabid. Uh, to ever let you uh, walk off or ride off into the sunset. Uh, so I know we'll be back again. Uh, you're, you're, you are beloved. Uh, you are a legend and you are a hero. Uh, give it up for the LAE. <laughs> wow. wow. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm verklempt uh, with, with that, those words. So on, on that uh, lovely note, Thank you to James Taylor for joining us once again. Thank you to Flow Water for sponsoring us and continuing its mission for uh, ridding itself, uh, ridding the world of, of single-use plastic bottles. We, we need a champion in that fight, and, and Flow Water is up for the task. So we want to thank you again for uh, withstanding another College Football Bowl preview show presented by Flow Water. So for all of us at the Luke's Nest Experience, take care, talk soon, and God bless. <laughs>